Hey everybody, Raul here for Bass Musician Magazine, and today we have an extraordinary event. We have this exclusive opportunity to get together with Laybex Funk Project, and with me on one half, we have Kenyon Lanier, and I'm doing the best I can, folks, I've got a cold, Pablo Batista, Jake Brightman, Daniel Gonzalez, and of course, Michelle Lebex Lavaki. And on the other side, you have Philip Dibb, their producer. And we're on the verge of a very exciting release and a very exciting project. And so it's so hard to tell even where to start. But let's start with the group. How did you guys get together? And tell us a little bit about this whole project. Raul, how are you? Yeah. Thank you so much for this beautiful like interview. We really appreciate it. And I personally appreciate all the support that I was getting from Bass Musician Magazine for the past decade. Yes. I remember 2013, I met you at the NAMM show when I was featured on the cover page of Bass Musician Magazine. So, mm -hmm. And here we are again after 10 years with a new project. Yes. Thank you, Raul. My pleasure. Uh, yeah, this project, I was never planning for it because I was living in my home country, Lebanon, and I moved to the States three years ago. And this is where the project started in Lebanon with my, like, hometown musicians, brothers, and it was like the Laybox Fund project. But when I moved to the States, I had to like, you know, get the project together again. And I needed like new musicians and I was new to Philly. I knew no one. And I <laughs> here Kenyon has a short story. He can tell you about it. How yes. We met. yes. Uh, yeah, it was it was pretty crazy. So 10 years ago, uh, we had a mutual friend who was like, you know, there's an opportunity. Yeah, Dennis. He Dennis, said there's Dennis, an opportunity in Lebanon, and I'm like, okay, I I'll take a listen. And it was through Michelle, and we were speaking through Skype, and I just thought it was just like a conversation. I didn't know how real it was until I skyped in into like a meeting with managers in advertising. It was like legit. I'm like, oh wow, like this is a legit gig. Yeah. And at the time, I just had my my second child just born like a month ago, so I couldn't go, but we stayed in touch like 10 years straight. And then we became Facebook friends and I see him in Philadelphia like three years ago. I'm like, yo bro, like, what's up? You're in Philly, like let's connect. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that's that's when it started about like three years ago. Yeah, yeah that was key. And when I, when I moved here, uh, Dennis Guevara, the piano player. Hello Dennis, I'm always grateful to this person. Yeah, he reached out to me and got me in touch with Pablo. And that was like a milestone for me in Philly, like to meet Pablo and he helped me a lot, you know, like to know more musicians. I met Dan through Pablo and uh, Jake through Kenyon. And I started like to put this project together and Philip, like he's the producer now, mm -hmm. he used to play the drums in the band back in Lebanon. He was the drummer. He's, this guy, we're going to talk about him later. He's, he's something else. <laughs> And he's 20 years old, so that's the remarkable thing about him. Oh, wow. Yeah, he has a good story to tell you later. And yeah, yeah and thank you, Pablo, for everything, like the support you gave me. And like now the guys are here, Jake, Dan, and we're like trying to put all this thing together. And we did it, you know, like now the team is ready. Like I, we have the mastering engineer, the studio engineer, the producer, Philip, the band. Now I'm working to get the manager for the band or for the future because we want to launch the album maybe in June. Mm -hmm. And now we're launching the single with you guys, Bass Instrument Magazine. 
So yeah, that's like excellent. Story. Excellent. And what I will ask, because as you mentioned, we spoke a day de- over a decade ago, and you were doing. We were focusing a lot on the technique, the stapping that you're doing, and right. this is a reach away from that because now you're into the realm of funk and right. funk is its own world. I mean, every, every time we mention funk, you know, everybody thinks Bootsy and, you know, Larry Graham and some of these heavy hitters. What made you go towards funk particularly? That's a tough question because, you know, I come from a multicultural country and mm-hmm. I was throughout my like first years of bass as a bass player, I was a sessionist and, I used to play with a lot of musicians from all over Europe and the Middle East. So I was so exposed to like Turkish music, uh, Eastern Europe music, Greek, Greek music, Spanish music, Oriental music. Like I was bombarded with all those cultures. And my first two records, if, if you like, you listen to them, you can see that, that the identity was not there yet. You know, I was like in, the, in, in a lab, in a research, in the cuisine, you know, trying to find out what, who, who, am, who am I on the base. Mm-hmm. And, and that's not easy to find because when you want to find your identity, it's like there's a fight between your in- intellect and your emotional parts. So like, what I love, what should I do, what I love. And I noticed that funk was, was a major part in my life. In everything I used to play, there was the funk, the funk, the funk. But it, it was always mixed with something else. It was like world music, funk, fusion, funk. Funk Greek, funk Spanish, funk Oriental, <laughs> funk, you know? When I moved to the States, I was inspired by the States, by my by the environment of the States and by this this pop funk new soul sound. And I think it's a way to evolve as well because mm-hmm. I'm evolving as a human and I felt that this project is the spot where I can play without thinking. Like I can play as a second nature Mm -hmm. and when I met the guys and the back, the the boost they gave me as well in this music, because Kenyan has the funk in his blood, you know what I'm saying? Indeed. And Jake Jake is a funk player and then they are all like, they have it in their blood. And Mm -hmm. this is where I felt, hey, I want to continue with this project. This is the single we did it right now. It was amazing. The output is amazing. The 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 energy of the band is amazing. I always emphasize on the idea that it's not laybacks. Mm-hmm. It's not me, it's us. Without them, I can do shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is how it is, you know, everyone has his input, even in recording, like, you know, Kenyon does his, his thing, Pablo does his thing, Jake, Dan. Yeah. This is how it is, yeah. It's an interesting balance because if you look at the five of you, technically speaking, three of you are percussion. So it's a very heavy percussion-based group because the bass fits in percussion but it also has its melodic tendencies but also what i noticed again in some of the videos pablo i'm seeing you play congas and cajon so that adds a latin twist to it so now we have an even further evolution of funk where there's a little bit of a latinization but it's not so percussion heavy that i'm not noticing again the vocals and the guitar work so you've got a nice you know, balance there, even though it's got a really heavy footprint. It's very stable with that that heartbeat, that thump, thump, thump that you get because of the percussion. Of course, there's always a special relationship between bass players and percussionists 
because you feed off of each other. That, that's, that's kind of the gimme. That's what everybody always, you know, takes away. But Jake, I'm also curious about the guitar work, you know, how, how have, are you adapting to fit in? Because again, it has a special approach when it comes to funk. Absolutely. I think one of the, the really special things about playing with the, this group particularly is that uh, it's it's a lot of choosing what space to take, right? Because you never want to overpower anything, and especially with the with guys like these, right? Everyone kind of has their own place, and it's a uh, it's fun. It's fun to, to to choose those moments where it can you know bring the the big big guitar or, or kind of hold back more when you know mm-hmm. things are getting too crazy, but it's fun. Nice, nice. And Pablo, with the congas and the cajon, how did you choose to use those particular elements? Because I know it is a question of choice. I mean, I basically work with the arrangement of the song. So although there are Latin instruments, the grooves are very poppy, R&B-ish kind of elements that I, you know, depending on the song and the artist. But this is, you know, kind of like R&B-ish funk approach to, to the music, you know what I mean? Interesting, interesting. So that's, that's, you know, depending on the, the arrangement in the song, that's where I, you know, how I play. Gotcha. And that's the fun part, and that's the fun part in the recording. Like, when I was sitting with Pablo and he was trying to try things and, you know, so like, even frequencies doesn't hit, or like, what type of sound it blends, so, mm-hmm. and, and I respect that so much because like percussion is a wide variety so you need to know what to choose from all those tools when I look at them it's like oh my god 150 instrument you know like it's it's yeah it, it you need to be like you need to have the not the intelligence or the technique like like the, the feel of it like the blues like the, the the blues music you have to feel it you know what I'm saying like even like you know, find a pocket yeah find it yeah absolutely yeah, cool. absolutely and Dan I'll I'll ask this because when you have more than you've got this much percussion does it affect how you're playing your drums because you need to leave space for the other percussive elements as well so how are you adapting well you know we're talking about pocket right for me think about this group it's a matter of balancing pocket groove with the virtuosity right because we get a chance to play out Mm -hmm. right but to have the control, to be able to find where our voices are going to fit, like Jake was saying, and keep a pocket. If Pablo is here, you know, I have to play more pocket and we'll all play more pocket. If, pa- if Pablo's not here, then we can approach it a little busier, you know. But it's, it's playing from the heart also, not just from the head, you know, playing from the heart and filling the room so that people move. Absolutely. Well, and Philip, let's talk a little bit about your producer's hat. How... Has your interaction, again, you started with drums. What role are you, are you involved with with this big release? What's in the works there? First, thank you so much for having me, guys. Oh. It's such an honor for me, Michelle and the band. <laughs> really appreciate it. The biggest challenge was trying to keep uh, Michelle's style. You know, uh, as he said, we come from a like, multicultural uh, background of music. And there's a difference between like the generations between me and Michelle. Mm. So I'm for, uh, I'm 45, he's 28. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so the musical background is a bit different, and uh, the challenge was to keep the style, the style. Michelle's <laughs> style, in a way, and add this like new touch to the music, like Pablo said as well, like R&B-ish soul, you know, 
it is funk, but it's not like uh, the fast funk with techniques and uh, the the busyness, you know. So that was my input, mm -hmm. if you want. Yeah, it was a bit tricky, but fun at the same time. You know, sharing ideas. Let's do this groove. Let's add this bass line. Oh, it's a bit busy. Let's leave space for other like instruments. So, uh, yeah. Very and it cool. was challenging for me, you know, Raoul, because I come from a like technical background on the bass. Mm -hmm. And like you have to like, hey, laybacks, hold your horses the whole time, you know, like <laughs> hold your horses, hold yeah. your horses, hold your... And Philip was like this, this person on top of my head. Hey, laybacks, hold your horses, hold your... You know, yeah, like, yeah. The first thing we had to agree on is like the tempo, you know. <laughs> so at first I was, okay, if we have... If we're gonna start making the song, 100 BPM is the maximum we're gonna reach for now. <laughs> so, so yeah. There yeah, you go. I don't also want to forget, Kenyan, your powerhouse of a voice, but you're you're holding your own all by yourself against all all these other guys. They're they're putting out a, a, a lot of sound. You're quite capable of it, from what I heard. So you're doing that. Do you do they ever add any backup vocals to help you know help boost you up a little bit? They do. Michelle comes in sometimes, and Jake as well. So say so that they do help me sometimes. But I think what makes it work for us is that opportunities are given for that. You know what I mean? For each of us to do our thing, and and our whether it's a live performance or or even in the session, as you can. Here, there's a lot of breakdowns, you know what I mean, where Pablo takes some places, there's a breakdown for like the vocals, you know, there's in the, the intro of the song is, you know, Jake and Pablo doing their thing, you know what I mean? So you have this thing where everybody gets a moment in it, you know what I mean? And, and that makes it great overall. Nice, nice. Well, and as you were mentioning, the plans for the future of Funk Love is coming up real soon. Tell me a little more, more about what's in the in the works touring album yeah uh, now you guys are going to launch the single <laughs> in, Jan in january uh -huh. and i think because me and philip like we did the meeting two days ago and we, we did put a deadline for the album the album will be entitled picky fingers laybacks funk project and i think we're, we it should be launched in june 2024 and the tour should start by the end of summer i think okay next year yeah that's the plan for now so next week i'm going to philip he's in montreal sitting in the studio keep on working and working and working nice and if people want to know where to look because i know there's going to be a lot of excitement where's the best place that people should try to find out when things are exactly happening yeah, uh, we have our Instagram channel, Laybacks Funk Project. I have my YouTube channel, Michelle Labaki. I have my website, Michelle Labaki, and there's like a Laybacks Funk Project section in it. And yeah, they can find us. It's very easy. And um, we have a gig on the 29th of December, which is at Lafayette Bar. Nice. Jazz in Easton. It's going to be a big show. It's going to be a beautiful funk show featuring Pablo Batista as well. Yeah, we got it fun. Very nice, very nice. And any last things, gentlemen, that you'd like to add before we head out of here? Yes, I would like to, of course, thank my endorsers, Fodera Aguilar, Lace and Baseware, Groove Gear, Jay, and 
Raulio, of course. I would love to thank Brain Studios, the mastering engineer. He's always like behind all our work. Eli, Eli, he's like he's gonna be our stage engineer, coordinator. Uh, Charlie from Canada, Charles Musa, he's, he, do, he does all the visuals and all like the look and feel and like related to the band. And of course, I want to thank you guys for everything. <laughs> thank you. And yeah, I hope I didn't forget anyone. But if I did, I love you guys. There you go. <laughs> all right, gentlemen, thank you so much for taking time to bring this unique event. So many people all together at once from all kinds of parts of the world, technically, from Canada to the East Coast to sunny Las Vegas. Folks, you've seen them here. Labex Funk Project and Philippe on Bass Musician Magazine. Yeah. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Peace.